Today is Sunday. My husband has a rare day off. It's the first Sunday in football, so I'm happy for him. I was up. I was so proud because yesterday I took my son driving for about four hours. I let him go up and down the parkway around the island, and then I was like, "Okay, let's get on one ninety nine. Take me to Target. Let's pick up a curbside." It was so exciting. I had him do all these things. And then my neck started causing me problems. I don't know if it's an affliction, if it's something that I'm doing to myself and making my neck do it, or it just is doing it because I'm tired. I have absolutely no idea. But I got things done, and I was happy. I started, you know, I got an interview done. I was able to pick my son up from work. I was able to get laundry done. I pushed through, and I was real happy. And then I woke up this morning. I was up till late in the night because I was up after 1 o'clock because I was determined to get all of the requests to join in the group in, and I was determined to send in stuff that I had to via email. I mean, I was determined to get a few things done, and I figured out the TikTok, kind of, and I joined that, but I have absolutely no idea the purpose of it. I don't watch any of it, but I just am trying to get followers on the podcast because it moves us up for the search engine for Spotify, but I have no idea what I'm doing. So I'm trying to figure it all out. But I woke up this morning. My husband, of course, was up early. He was asleep early into the night. He it's just he gets up early, he goes to sleep early. So I was so proud of my success yesterday. And then I woke up this morning and he's like, I need to go ahead, you need to go ahead and eat. I'm gonna fix you an egg sandwich. You need to eat. I'm like, I'm not really hungry, but he brought me back an egg sandwich and a cup of milk. I didn't really want it. And I ate it. I was grateful that he gave it to me. And I've been sick ever since. I kind of feel like our bodies with an invisible illness. It's like it's like it's like those ghost shows. That's what was that's what I was watching last night. It was dead dead files, dead files, yes. My husband likes these ghost shows. I don't like much care for them because I'm thinking to myself, it just makes me think of death, and I don't like to think of death. I don't like to think of dying. But then there's a part of me thinking, well, maybe if that stuff is real, and then some of the stuff that I hear about it, these people are being haunted. But last night, this woman had a ghost that was affecting her sexually. And I thought, okay, this stuff is not real. But I got hooked on it. And I had to watch it. Because that is like one of my guilty pleasures. Reality shows here and there. I guess does a ghost show figure as a reality show. But I was watching it. And this woman was in her mind, she felt that her ex-fiance, who died when he was 21, his name was Casey, was haunting them because she would wake up in the middle of the night with, like, fingers going down her stomach, going down to her area, 
and she just knew in her heart that it was Casey. Now, she's saying all of this. Is that bothering you, Emma? I'm sorry. She's saying all of this with her husband by her side, and he's starting to get a little perturbed. I mean, she's going on to have a marriage and have two children with another man, and she's still pining for this other guy. But still, she's talking about how all these things are happening to her. And she looks like when she's explaining it to somebody, because it, it's it, this one was Amy. There's a new woman, Cindy, but this one was Amy. And then I guess Steve, her, her partner, pol police guy or whatever. So she's explaining to him what she feels throughout the house. You know, the freezer door pops open from the inside. She hears pebbles being thrown across the kitchen. She has fingers going down her body when she sleeps. She wakes up with bruises and, and scratches, and she has pictures to prove it. Well, we all know how we wake up sometimes. Something might be popped out. Last night, my husband was changing positions when he turned. At one point, his feet were right at the angle. If he had straightened them, he would have kicked my pelvis out of alignment. And I said, not on my watch, buddy. So I put a pillow just as fast as I could between us. And I'm looking at this woman, and she is with fear in her eyes. Because it's not like she's happy she's getting touched sexually. She's just upset. She's scared. She looks so confused. And she looks like she's told this story several times. And people think she's crazy. Well, that's kind of how we feel with this illness. And I was like, well, now I feel for her. Because I know that look she's getting from this guy. I see the frustration in her in her facial expressions. I hear it in her voice. And then I'm compelled to watch the rest of the show because I'm like, I've got to find out. Is it Casey? Is he haunting her? Is he not happy she's moved on? I mean, what? how did the freezer get pushed open from the inside? How, how did that happen? Why do the televisions just turn on all of a sudden. I had to know. So as I'm watching the medium go through the house, she's saying everything that's happening that the woman is describing, and we don't know that they know that they know the same thing. Then they get together, you know, at the end and compare notes. Well, at the end, it wasn't Casey. It was a sexual predator that had killed a bunch of women on that land close by their house. And he had the power to turn the televisions on and off. And he was trying to kill their daughter because their daughter was sick all the time. But then after they brought in some sage and a priest and another medium to take him away, because there's a certain medium that comes in or whatever, and it takes them away. We saw her two months later, and she was happy, and she was touching her husband, and she looked like she was all good and, and quite happy about life. So it just made me think, 
how many times have we stood in a doctor's office and they looked at us the way that Steve was looking at her, the way that I'm sure many people have looked at her every time she said that the ghost was reaching down to her private parts. How many times she said, a cold breeze blows by my daughter and she's sick for months. I kid you not, that's what she said. We are looked at like we're crazy when we talk about the things that make us ill to the point that I'm really tired of even when my wonderful husband will sit there and go, well, what's happening to you? I'm like, I don't know. I just can't move. Like today, I do not know. I just can't tolerate food. It's not happening. I'm not going to stress about it. Well, a little bit, you know, because I was on a roll. I've got a pair of pants of my son's Taekwondo pants I need to repair. There's a hole in them, and I need to repair them. My husband will insist that I eat, but anything that I eat is not agreeing with me, so I must nicely, politely refuse There just, and I've said it before, is no rhyme or reason to this illness. I don't know if, I mean, he vacuumed the house, something that my body won't let me do, which I hate. I'm so close. I, I'm not subluxing anything of late, so I'm trying so hard not to, so I'm trying to make up what I can't do by really excelling at my pile of inefficiencies and shame and get that paperwork done and and trying to make the phone calls to make up for all of the things that I can't do that I used to do. But yesterday felt so good doing some things. And today, my neck is sore. My neck is sore from all the the bending and stuff that it was doing, like I was possessed, trying to keep it straight up is, I guess, more of what I was doing. But my body's just not happy today. Nothing's agreeing with me. All I want's water. I'm glad I can keep that down. So, yeah, water. My husband said, is Wyland okay to drive me to Target? And I said, yeah. He goes, well, I haven't driven with him since the first night, so I was just making sure. I said, yeah, go ahead and go. He goes, well, I'm not going for hours like you did, but I'll have him take me. He said, I don't feel like cooking. I'm going to go get me something. He said, I want like buffalo wild wings. What can I get you? I said, absolutely nothing. Now, I might take a soda pop if they were to bring me one home, but other than that, I don't want anything. I don't want to move. I don't want to get out of bed. I'm trying to work on my breathing. And you know, the funny thing is, I feel like the breathing is what's making my body, um, I don't know how to, 
I'm, I'm able to get things moving in my body better. Now that I seem to be really focusing on my breathing, you know, breathing deep in and then exhaling completely out, blowing into the balloon and everything like that, I feel like because I'm doing that, I have months, if not years, of stuff just wanting to come out. And I kind of feel like that's what that is. I could be wrong. It's like damned if you do, damned if you don't. I can stay constipated and feeling miserable if I don't breathe properly, but I can be up or I can work on breathing properly and then all hell breaks loose. But maybe that's a good thing. Maybe if I have a little down day, not that I haven't had enough down days, but maybe having a down day and letting my body... I guess, <laughs> relinquish everything that's been just, I guess, built up is a good thing. Maybe just let it out. But I do. I kind of feel like crap. I hurt a little bit. My body aches. Nothing's out. I mean, it's times like this I question when is it not the EDS? When is it a cold? When is it not part of our illness and you just feel like crap because you caught a bug? That's another thing. Could I have just caught a bug? But honestly, I have more days that I feel like this than I don't. And I really do kind of feel like it's because I'm breathing properly because... I've gone to the restroom every day since Thursday. And that's odd for me. Yeah, it is. I just realized that. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Since I dedicated myself to my breathing and really working on it, I have used the restroom without... Dealing with the painful hemorrhoid issues. Because, you know, once you get hemorrhoids, they don't tell you that when you're pregnant. And they don't tell you that before you get pregnant. That when you get hemorrhoids, they're really reluctant to get rid of them for you. Unless they, like, explode or something like that. Because in my colonoscopy, the doctor, I said, well, you know, while you're down there, you know, you can get rid of my hemorrhoids from my pregnancy. I greatly appreciate it. Oh, no, that's a whole nother procedure, and that's dangerous. We don't do that. Evidently, it's something about what it's connected to or something like that. So I guess just forever in your life, you just have to push them back up in there. And, you know, that's another thing, too. If you're ever, I mean, you have to, I mean, is that not sad? That we have to make sure that everything's going to stay in place before we have sex. That we have to make sure that everything's pushed up inside so that nothing pops out at some god-awful moment. And your husband has to see hemorrhoids that you know about but you don't want him to know about. Because, I mean, there's just only so much closeness you need to have as a couple. And he's had to be right there 
at many a moments that I'm quite embarrassed about. And, you know, I just really would like to keep that, well, just between us. I just realized. (laughs) Well, it's just a few. (laughs) Oh, well. So what? I have hemorrhoids. Most of us do that have had a kid. We're stuck with them. It's a part of life. So I don't want my husband to know, but hey, it's just between us. So there you have it. But yeah, you have to make sure that everything's pushed in so it's not unpleasant in case he, you know, was to visit down there. And so, but yeah, they don't want to get rid of hemorrhoids. So you're stuck with them. Not that it would have changed anything about me having my son, but still, it would have been nice to be forewarned or at least to know about it. And I never planned on having children because I was told at 17 I couldn't, so I never listened to women talk about the tales of giving birth because it was never going to happen for me. So it was all new when it happened to me. But back to those guys' stories, I just wonder, are they real? Because our illness is real. And, I mean, they get it right. I mean, they draw pictures. They're doing the medium, you know, the mediums, they're they're doing their own. I was thinking median because I was on the road for so much yesterday going, oh, my God, don't hit the median. Please, please, please don't hit the median. Don't hit the guardrail. You're going too close to the right. Stay this way. Oh, it was horrible. And then my son did say, Mom, I'm going to stop. I said, I know, but you need to stop on my time, not your time. And I said, and I'm worried about you getting close like your dad. He goes, don't make me pay for what dad does. So back to the medium, she goes through the house and she talks about everything that these people are experiencing that she sees because she sees dead people. And at the same time, the person that's experiencing all of these haunted things it's pretty much, I'd like to have some lemonade. I would love to have some lemonade right now. I just got a taste for lemonade. That would be good. But at the same time, she's telling Steve, I hope that's his name, not that he's listening, but hey, so the TV's cut on and off and the median's going, medium, that this entity has the power to cut electricity on and off, the TVs on and off, and things like that. And then when she says, this entity has the power to make humans sick, the woman's talking about how her daughter's getting sick. I mean, it's all just so coincidental. It has to be real. And I want to believe these people because I know what it's like not to be believed. I know what it's like to be looked at like I'm batshit crazy. I know what it's like. They try to get my husband out of the room because they see the bruises on the body because they think he's beating me. And they're like, well, we want to talk with you alone as they're like pointing their eyes to my husband so you can tell us 
anything. And I'm thinking, if he's beating the crud out of me, do you think you sending him out of the room and me telling you and then you sending him home with me, uh, help, uh, me home with him, my only form of transportation is going to make life any better for me? I said, no, he's not beating me, though. I have this illness. But I do. I felt so badly for this woman. I think she was almost disappointed that it wasn't her ex that was haunting her. Isn't that just the way we are sometimes as women? And it's true. We do have this as women. Sometimes we do. And that might be stereotypical, but it's like, I want them to always want me. Even if they, especially if they broke up with you, you still want them to want you. Somehow, some way. And I could feel that she wanted her ex to still be wanting her. And she was a little disappointed that it was some serial killer named Jameson Marcus or something from centuries ago or whatever. And, you know, and he was actually, you know, it became grotesque to her once she found out that it was the serial killer and not her ex. Because God forbid, if you're being haunted, I guess you want to be touched by somebody you know instead of somebody that's touched a lot of people that did horrible things to them. I just don't know. But I did. I, I wanted to feel, I wanted to believe her. I wanted to, I wanted her to know that I understood just because I have this illness and so many people don't understand and you just feel so lost. So there you have it. That's where I'll stop today because I feel a little bit better having chatted with you. That's why I do. I call this my medicine. And I'm thinking, do I get up and try to do a little something while they're out and about? My husband's a passenger in the vehicle. Or do I just sit here and wait for them to come home to watch the next football game? And I'm thinking... That might be exactly what I do. <laughs> I think Emma's coming back, ready to get into position. This way, I can start off tomorrow with a bang. That'll be my objective. It's sad that I didn't really have any plans or anywhere to go. I just, I'm just not ready for that yet. I'm not ready to venture out and do much of anything. Got to get this breathing straight. I'm about tired of having nowhere to go, and I know my husband is. So hopefully, here's to you, and here's hoping tomorrow is a better day. That's how we'll leave it. I thank you for being here each and every day. It certainly does mean a lot to me. And I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to join me. Christy Lynn Hanchi, AWOL Zebra. Have a lovely day.